Father, we come to you this evening as we gather together as church body and, and brothers and sisters. And we, um, Father, we come and we have these requests and these, these things that are Father, uh, burdens on our hearts as we um, think about those that are sick and hurting. Uh, Father, we do pray tonight. We are we're thankful for um, the news that we got on on Joyce that she moved her um, her foot and her hand. We we pray that you would continue to to work. Um, in her and to heal her, Lord, and, and to that she would continue to improve. We um, we do pray tonight for Mike as he's uh, had his foot rewrapped. We pray that, uh, Lord, you would continue to heal, um, and that Lord be with with Sheila as well as she um, is there caring for him. And um, Lord, Lord, be with them in this time. We pray. We pray for uh, Lord Willie and his his eye, and uh, Lord that the the drops would, would work and would, um, Father, take care of the issue that, that he's dealing with there. And uh, Father, we pray for uh, tonight the families of the, the Hill and, and the Martin family. Uh, Lord, as they're grieving, and, uh, just pray that you would bring, bring comfort and peace that only you can provide. And so, um, Father, we do pray tonight for our time together that you might Teach us, Father, cause us to reflect. Uh, Father, I pray that you would um, convict where we, where we need conviction, that you would encourage, uh, Lord, that you would strengthen us uh, through your word. And so we, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so take your Bibles uh, this evening and turn to uh, Luke chapter 9, please. Luke chapter 9. <clears throat> look at that in a few minutes. So tonight we're going to look at a study that is um, entitled, Why Should You Deny Yourself? Why, why do we deny ourselves? And the, the concept of, of self-denial in the Christian life is found um, all throughout Scripture. And, um, and it, it's, the, the question that we ask is, is a valid one. I mean, you know, serving self and, and fulfilling our own desires is at the very core of our flesh and what we want. Uh, especially for non-believers who are slaves to sin, um, and for them, they 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 seek to to gratify self. But even as believers. The remaining flesh that we, we fight against in, in us is totally self-seeking. It's the opposite of self-denial. It's, it's self-centered. It's self-serving. And so why, why must we fight against that and go against it? Um, and so we're going to start tonight. We'll start off with a couple of quotes from men through church history. And the idea here is just to, to get our minds thinking in this direction and, and, and kind of about this concept. So um, J.C. Ryle, was, he was an Anglican bishop in uh, mid-1800s. 
and he wrote this. Surely a Christian should be willing to give up anything which stands between him and heaven. A religion that costs nothing is worth nothing. A cheap Christianity without a cross will prove in the end a useless Christianity without a crown. The Puritan Thomas Watson, he was uh, writing in the mid-1600s, he wrote this, Self-denial is the foundation of godliness. And if this is not well laid, all the building will fall. So what Watson's saying here is if, if we wish to be godly, if we wish to be holy, if we wish to be pure, we must begin by denying ourselves. Because anything else that we, we do to pursue this holiness and pursue this purity, if we're not denying ourselves, it will fail. So we've seen a, a couple of men in, in church history and their writings on this, this topic. Now let's go to see what Jesus had to say. And uh, Luke 9, we're going to start in verse 23. If you look there with me, it says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. And so tonight we um, are going to start this session. Um, we're going to break it into a couple of different sections. And, and the first one that we're going to look at is what is self-denial and why is it important? So a, a definition of, of what we're talking about is always a great place to start. Make sure everybody's on the, on the same page. We, we know what we're, we're talking about when we use these words. Um, and so the author of the study puts it this way. A working definition of self-denial is that principle by which, regardless of personal cost, we believe and do whatever Christ teaches us and reject and flee from whatever He forbids us. So whatever Jesus said to do in His Word, we pursue it and we seek it with all that we are, with all that we have within us. Whatever He's told us not to do in His Word, we, we reject and we flee from, and we forsake with all that we have within us. And, and it's despite what it might cost us financially, or physically, or legally, um, or with family members, all of those things are, um, are potential consequences for following Jesus. So this, this total commitment to Christ in the face of, of any kind of adversity we may encounter. Um, now there are, are many, many, many different ways that this principle um, can be a, applied to our lives. Now when I start to think about this, I don't know exactly why, but when I start thinking about denying myself, the very first thing, that always pops in my head is food. Always. 
I don't know why. Um, Mrs. Freshly. That woman can cook. Um, I, l- I actually looked it up. Jumbo white ice honey bun, 680 calories of pure deliciousness. Um, but if I'm going to be a good steward of my body, I can't just eat those whenever I want to. Got to deny myself those things. Um, so that, that tends to be where my mind goes. Interestingly here, the author actually starts in a, in a very, very different place when he starts to talk about denying self. And it's, it's something that, that I wouldn't expect, but it makes a lot of sense. He makes the case that actually the, the grounds for our self-denial, where we must start, is in, the self den- is in our denial of our self-righteousness. So instead of finding our righteousness in ourselves and in our deeds and what we do, we must find our righteousness in Christ. And it's a different way of thinking, but it, it, it makes sense um, when we approach it this way. Because we read in, for example, Philippians 3. Paul writes to gain, that, that he seeks to gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So in our Christian life, if we seek to be holy and pure and sanctified and godly and and growing in Christ, we must first deny our own attempts to become righteous. Our own efforts to become righteous. Instead, we have to have the perfect righteousness of Christ imputed to us. We, we've, we must have the righteousness of Christ credited to us, c- considered by God to be our righteousness. It's where we must begin. And the, the author of the study said it uh, this way. He said, God must give us a good and righteous record before making us good and right, righteous in practice. In other words, because God sees us and and thinks of us as believers as having the perfect righteousness of Jesus, we're declared not guilty of our sins and we have have the legal record of of all of our offenses against God. It's wiped clean. And only after being declared righteous by God in that way can we then begin to live out righteousness in our day-to-day lives. Um, Another way he says it is you must live through Christ before you can live like Christ. And unless you begin with Christ's self-denial for you and faith in Him, you'll never be able to deny yourself for Christ. So it all begins here not with um, necessarily de- depriving ourselves of, of things in the Christian life, but actually denying the fact that we can somehow earn this righteousness and this purity before Him, denying our self-righteousness. Then, after uh, we are denying our, our self-righteousness, then we can pursue 
righteousness in practice. And here we see it, the, the pattern of self-denial, um, following the life of Christ. And uh, when we see this um, in, in Scripture, we can look at, um, you know, Jesus, the, the self-denial he had in, in, the, in, in the first advent, right, that we celebrate this time of year. Being born as a child, and uh, Paul wrote about it in Philippians 2. It says that though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so that's the kind of self-denial that we are to imitate as we see Christ um, denying himself in Scripture. There, there's uh, um, you know, many other instances in Scripture where we see him denying himself. We read about him being tired and being weary and, and being hungry. And, um, and he continued to, to pray to the Father all through the night. He continue to teach his disciples, to, to minister to the crowds and, and perform miracles and um, constantly denying himself in order to do the will of the Father. Again, we're to imitate this self-denial and we, we see how this, this pattern is supposed to work where our lives are to be patterned after his and in places like Romans 6. Paul writes, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Um, again, in Philippians 3, Paul writes that we desire to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death. The idea of, of becoming like him following the pattern of Christ. Um, as a matter of fact, the author here, Dr. McGraw, he writes this, you already gave up your life when you began to follow Christ. Because Christ loved us and gave himself for us, so Christians love Christ and give him themselves for him. So in other words, if you have placed faith in Christ as Savior and, and Lord, then to you know, to put it kind of bluntly, that's, this is exactly what you signed up for. This is what we do. Our, our lives are to deny self and to serve and to glorify Him. So we, we begin by denying our own self-righteousness. We follow the pattern of Jesus um, in denying ourselves. And, and now we want to look at the reason. The reason for self-denial. Um, and it's eternal life. You remember in, in Luke 9, the verses we began with tonight, um, Jesus said, For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Um, author put it this way, If we do not learn self-denial for Christ's sake, then we will die, receiving wrath from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, looking at quoting 2 Thessalonians. 
It continues, if we live for this world only, then we will lose everything at death and suffer the wrath of an infinitely glorious God. He quotes Jim Elliott, the young man who was killed um, going to the, the people in, in Ecuador um, and, and was killed by them. And he, he famously wrote uh, in his journal, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to keep that which he cannot lose. So through our, our self-denial in this life, we gain life eternal. Not that we're, not that we're earning our eternal life through our self-denial, but, but our obedience to Christ and our self-denial are the fruit. They're the evidence of a believing heart that has truly been born again. And so um, we see here the, the reason for self-denial, eternal life. Um, how about the measure of self-denial? How, how do we know that we're doing it? How, how do we know if we're denying ourselves in obedience to Christ in, in our lives? And the answer is that we measure our self-denial by obedience to the Word of God. Um, do we do what is commanded of us in the word regardless of how it will affect us. That's how we, we measure this. So um, Jesus speaking in John 8, he said, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Later on in John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So hearing and obeying the words of Jesus. And it's a little different than how we, the way he talked about it was a little bit different than, than how we normally, I think, think through and measure self denial. Um, I think a lot of times when we start to, to try to look at that and, and measure how well we're doing, we, we look automatically to the level of, of deprivation. How much are we depriving ourselves or, or how much? Loss or suffering or pain are we experiencing? Um, but it, it, that's not in and of itself a good measure. Um, because remember, Paul wrote in, in Colossians 2 about those who were, they were promoting this, this kind of life, asceticism and, and, and treating their own bodies with severity. And um, he wrote about them and he, he said, they say, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Um, he, referring to, to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teachings. He said, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and, and severity to the body. So it, it looks on the outside very much like self-denial, but there are no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Really, it comes down to obedience to the word, not the, the level of, of the pain or suffering we endure. And the author wrote it, he said it this way, the question is not how much pain your religion causes you, but whether your religion blooms like a flower from God's word. So, again, the idea is, is drawing life and obedience from the word and being committed to it. It's a measure of self-denial. 
So if we, we kind of zoom back out here, we looked at the, the definition of what it is, why it's important. Um, now we're going to look a little, at, little bit at um, specific examples. Um, and, and what does it look like in practice to deny self? Um, and again, he, he starts with an example here um, that we wouldn't expect um, necessarily. And the example that he starts with is he talks about how, um, how much we can learn by looking at, at people and, and how much they give up and how much they forsake and, and how much pain they go through for their sin. And when we see how much people are willing to go through and, and, and put up with it and, and, and forsake and, and sacrifice just in order to engage in their sin, we should be willing to do as much and more for Christ, if, if that makes sense. Um, he writes, sin is self-worship. It's a perversion and inversion of self-denial. It denies what is good for a person in exchange of personal pleasures. And then he says people are, are often willing to give up more for their sin than they are for Christ. And it's really kind of strange when you think about it. He, he gives the example of a, a friend of his who was um, in vocational ministry. He was a pastor and uh, became involved in an extramarital uh, affair um, and, and relationship. And he talks about how he, he lost his family. He lost his ministry, he lost his reputation, his respectability. All of that it went out the window, forsook all of those things in order to pursue this sinful relationship. And he just talked about how illuminating that, that can be, and, and it makes the point that, if, again, if people are willing to forsake so much to pursue their sin, how much more should we be willing to forsake to pursue Christ? an interesting point of view. Um, another uh, place that he brings this up is in worship. Denying ourselves in regards to worship. So he asks the question, do you see the worship of God as the most important aspect of your life? Are you willing to forgo and to, to deny yourself anything in order to pursue the worship? Of God, and these are these questions are, are things to think about and to ask ourselves um, in in personal worship, in time of, of in the Word and in prayer. Uh, also, there are questions to think about in terms of worshiping corporately, right, with with others in the in the local congregation, because both of these private and, and public worship of God, um, they both entail denying ourselves and and denying our our flesh. They both they, they cost time. They, they cost energy. Um, there are things that will uh, appeal to our sinful flesh uh, at times more than being together here and worshiping the Lord. There, there's a whole host of things, right, that we could list. Sleep, entertainment, relationships, work, all those things that we could put before coming and worshiping, both privately and with the congregation. So are we willing to deny ourselves and to make worship this priority 
in our lives that it should be. Another example that he gives um, in the Christian life is that of hospitality. And uh, it can be a difficult one. We know in the, uh, denying ourselves to be hospitable to and to, to serve others. We know in the New Testament that all believers are commanded to do this. And in chapter 4, Peter writes, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. And um, now there are some who are naturally wired this way, who, who love to be hospitable, who are, are bubbly and outgoing and just, you know, come on in. And um, there are others of us who have to work at this and, and work at denying ourselves in order to, to show others hospitality. Um, and he writes this, the truth is that hospitality is often inconvenient, laborious, and expensive. But then he writes, should we not regard hospitality as an opportunity both for ministry to other people as well as for self-denial for ourselves? We must covet opportunities to deny ourselves in order to follow Christ. What a statement that is. Uh, we rarely think of ordinary means like hospitality as occasions to take up the cross and to follow Christ. But we should begin doing so. We begin to think about things like that as our, our opportunity to uh, deny ourselves and to follow Him. And so we want to leave tonight with um, three points here about encouragement in self-denial. How can we be encouraged in this? First of all, we look to Christ as our forerunner. We talked about tonight Him um, taking on flesh and the crucifixion and being forsaken of the Father and, and, and all of those things that he underwent um, in, in denying him, himself uh, for us, for us and for our sins, as, as Scripture talks about. And, and we can be encouraged that, that he, we're, not, we're not encountering anything that he has not encountered. We're not doing anything that he has not first done. We're... We're not commanded here to do anything that he has not already done himself. And so we can look to that. Secondly, we draw strength from our union with Christ. Remember in John, he said that, uh, said that he was the vine and we are the branches. And therefore we must abide and, and live and remain in him and he in us. So therefore we go to Him and we plead to Him that, that He might work in us through His Spirit that um, we would look Christ not only for, for justification before God, but also in our sanctification day in and day out as we seek to deny ourselves. And third, we regard self-denial as the path to true blessing. And the statement that he makes, again, very interesting is, he said, God has never disappointed those who have forsaken everything for him. He will not disappoint. And so we look to the reward that is eternal, not temporary. We look to being with him forever, not this satisfaction of our flesh here.
and now. And so as, as, he, as the author wrote in, in the study, the, the examples of the, the practical day in and day out, how we deny ourselves are practically infinite. I mean, as many things as we can think of, as many commands as we have in Scripture of things that we are to do or not do, there's an opportunity for us to deny ourselves and to be like Christ and to, to live in His pattern and to know Him more. And so the, the challenge tonight is that we would. We would go and embrace this life of self-denial. So let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word and what we learn. We thank You for uh, Father, men like uh, Dr. McGraw who've, who've put these studies together and, and written and, and uh, Father, shared wisdom with us that we might learn and grow. And uh, Father, even in, in the difficult tasks and the difficult subjects that we find in your word, Lord, I pray that you would help us as we go forward. Lord, may we trust in you and may we place faith in you and, and repent of our sin and uh, Father, continually draw close to you in the week ahead. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.